today we're going to continue on our study of the Holy Spirit. Uh, three weeks ago, we looked at the danger of an empty life. Two weeks ago, we asked and answered the question, hopefully, who is the Holy Spirit? Last week, we concentrated on this verse from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. And we, we talked about the contrast in that verse. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. The contrast, we talked about that again. We talked about the command to be filled with the Spirit. And today we're going to talk about the consequences. Uh, the consequences of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So this is our fourth week in our study in the Holy Spirit. And we're already using bongos. Do you see a connection there? <laughs> Just a joke. Sorry about that. Before we go further, let's pray together. Lord God, thank you for being our God. For the proof and the truth of your word. Let it resonate in our hearts and in our lives. And let it change everything. Holy Spirit, as you inspired writers to write it, inspire us to read it and to hear it and to understand it and to apply it. In Jesus' name we pray. So staying in Ephesians chapter 5, we're going to begin with verse 18 that we talked about last week and go through to verse 25, and then we're going to look at the first part of chapter 6. And this is talking about consequences of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Consequences of the Holy Spirit among us. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. As you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your heart giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, be subject to your husbands as you are to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, the body of which he is the Savior. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself to her. Then we skip to chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment of promise, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And Father, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, slaves and masters. Slaves, this is the section of slaves and masters, verse 5. Obey your earthly masters with fear and trembling, and singleness of heart as you obey Christ. Not only while being watched and in order to please them, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Render service with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not to men and women. Knowing that whatever good we do, we will receive the same again from the Lord, whether we're slaves or whether we're free. And masters do the same to them. Stop threatening them, for you know that both of you have the same master in heaven, and with him there is no partiality. So, Looking at these verses that we just read from Ephesians 5, in light of being filled with the Holy Spirit, will make so much more sense now that we know that it is consequences of being filled with the Spirit. So what happens when you're filled with the Spirit? Here's what happens. You'll sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making a melody to the Lord in your heart. And I love that that's the first description of being filled with the Spirit. You have a song in your heart. And I love that. Isn't that a beautiful description of someone? They have a song in their heart. I was a little hesitant to do this because there's a lot of you I could use as an example today, but, but I'm going to use a few with a song in your heart. My friend Charlie Hartsfield, where is he? 
is right there. Charlie Hartsfield always, to me, has a song in his heart. Charlie has not had the easiest of life. He's gone to too many funerals of people that he's loved. It's not been easy. But every time that man gets up to pray, and forgive me for bragging on you, but every time he gets up to pray, do you notice how he begins? He says, Lord, you have been so good to us. Isn't that perfect? That is a result of a song in his heart. Karen, when you walked in today, it made me think of Mildred Ross. Now in heaven, and Karen comes every Mother's Day to honor her mother, but Mildred had a song in her heart, and you could tell. Kathy Yoakum, I can say the same thing about your mom. I can say the same thing about many of you here because you have a song in your heart that is proof of the Spirit of God living in you. And that's interesting to me that that's the first proof, the first consequence of having a Spirit-filled life. It's no coincidence that Leslie is here to sing today. Leslie has a song in her heart. And because Leslie has a song in her heart, uh, when she sings, we know that God is ministering through her. It's obvious thing to see, isn't it? It is. I remember having a quartet come to our church in Indiana, and they were performers. You ever notice the difference between a performer and somebody who had the Spirit of God in them? They were performers. They were good, but you could tell something was missing. They didn't have the song in their heart. You ever seen that? Not living in spirit filled lives that it was noticed. So it's interesting to me, number one on the list of consequences is this. The singing, the melody, the music of God in your soul. Back to Ephesians 5. Verse 20 says, You'll give thanks to God the Father at all times for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're filled with the Spirit of God, you will be thankful to God the Father at all times and for everything. You cannot be ungrateful and filled with the Holy Spirit. Can't happen. It does not happen. It will not happen. Verse 21, you will submit yourselves to each other. You will put others before yourselves in the Spirit of God. And verse 22 tells us that spirit-filled wives will submit to their husbands. I might be the only preacher foolish enough on Mother's Day to preach from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. And that's been controversial forever, hasn't it? Let me tell you something about 35 years of marriage. Maybe I better not. Anyway, <laughs> when you read that about wives submitting to husbands, you think, what is this talking about? Until you go back and see that as a result of spirit-filled lives, we submit to one another. And when what that means is what I want for my wife is what God wants for my wife, wouldn't she be all for that? And so it, it's not, you know, it, it, it's not putting all of the difficulty on the woman. The man, we are told, has to love his wife. And he has to submit too. Before verse 22, we all submit to each other. And so as a result of the Spirit-filled life, we're submitting and we're getting along. And one of the interesting things when, when you start to talk about the Holy Spirit is some people think about how divisive that has been in churches. What happens, it is divisive 
when we do not understand, when we do not have a biblical perspective on it, and when we are not submitting to one another and following what God wants to do, and we're trying to find some lesser things and puffing them up. You've noticed so far no lesser things are on this list. So far we're looking at the song and heart in a submission to one another. And now it's impacting the families. Verse 25, spirit-filled husbands will love their wives. Verse 1 of chapter 6, spirit-filled children will obey their parents. Spiritual fathers will not provoke their children. As fun as that is, we can't do it in verse 4 of chapter 6. Spirit-filled servants are going to be obedient in chapter 6. Spirit-filled masters will treat their servants right, which might even imply the Bible is not condoning slavery. And treating them right it means they're going to let them go. They're going to make them their equal and even submit to them. Something we need to notice here. All of the spirit-filled living never produces anything ecstatic at all. There's no zapping going on. There's nobody falling over backwards. There's nobody jumping over a pew. None of that is happening. We're singing. We're saying thanks. We're submitting. And there's a whole lot of right human relationships. And that's the truth. No ecstatic But all relationships become right. Our relationship with God becomes right singing songs and giving thanks and our relationship with everybody else including our family is right because we're submitting even our employment situation if we use slave and master in that way we'll be right it's all very practical, it's all very clear the filling of the spirit affects all of these relationships with God, with our families and with others when I'm right I sing with God when I'm right, I put thanks. When I'm right, I'm right with you. Well, let me show you something. This is a parallel to what we just looked like at in Ephesians. This is in Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 16. It begins this way. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom and with gratitude in your hearts. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through you. Wives, be subject to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Children, obey your parents in everything, for this is your acceptable duty in the Lord. This seems familiar thus far. I'm in verse 21 now. Fathers, do not provoke your children or they may lose heart. Number 22, slaves, obey your earthly masters in everything, not only while being watched and order to please them, but wholeheartedly fearing the Lord. We're going through the same routine again. The same sequence. You've got it all right here. You've got the singing, the saying thanks, the submissiveness, the wives, the husbands, the children, the father, the servant, and the master is in Colossians chapter 4 verse 1. Just in chapter verse 1. Master treat your slaves justly and fairly, for you know you also have a master in These sections are identical. Now what produces this in Ephesians 5? In Ephesians 5, it's the filling of the Spirit. What produces it here? Look at verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom with gratitude in your heart. Sing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs to God. So here, being filled with the Spirit is the same as letting what? As letting the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 
it's the same thing. It's got to be the same thing because it produces the same results, doesn't it? When you look at results, you look at the exact same results from Ephesians 5 saying be filled with the Spirit and now in Colossians 3 telling us to let the Word of Christ dwell in us richly. People will then say, well, no, no, the, the filling of the Spirit is mystical. It, it's just something that's mystical. No. The filling of the Spirit is taking the Word that Christ has given us and letting it dwell where? In our hearts and in our lives. Living a biblical life. If you want to be Spirit-filled, feed yourself with the Word of God. And as you're fed and you're filled with the Word, its results and its consequences begin to dwell in you. And you find yourself coming under the Spirit's control. Who's the author of the Word of Christ? The Holy Spirit. There's the connection. And when you pour into the Word of God, it begins to control you. It's a simple thing and there's no real reason to make it confusing. Being filled with the Spirit is letting God's Word dominate my life and being connected to Him at all times. If you want to be Spirit-filled, then feed yourselves the Word of God. It's interesting over the years what has happened, isn't it? That people will make it one thing and people make it another and they say, well, I'm going to level up here and because I've got this, y'all are over here. And that's not godly, is it? That's not submission, is it? It's the furthest thing being filled with the Spirit is something that brings us together and it doesn't tear it apart. And if you see it tear people apart, they're misapplying it and they don't understand it. And we need to understand it. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let's pray together.